Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Port Charles 411. We are getting started on the Aztec Princess. Yay. Not entirely sure where this is going to take us. There's a couple different resources that we could be reading from. We're going to start with the General Hospital scrapbook and we watch some YouTube. We watch some YouTube. I actually had a real difficult time. They dragged the YouTube out, which is normally good for information, but it was like Frisco and Felicia meet one, two, three, four, five, six, like a lot. It was labeled the Aztec princess, but there was a ton Mm -hmm. that was not. And by the time I realized that, It was a little too late. I had already invested some time in it. And yes, their relationship did start because of all this. So, I mean, it was totally there. But then when we finally got to it, it was like over a hundred videos in. Yeah. And then, and we will link all the playlists in the show notes. Did you think that Tanya looks like Hayden? I did think that. Okay, good. I'm glad that we're on the same page. Because wouldn't that have made so much more sense? Mm-hmm. They could have very easily said Jeff Weber had an affair with Tanya. Yeah. But, I mean, the age wouldn't have matched, but never does. Exactly. But she really but I also don't know her story either, more than what we have watched oh, in this. Her and Tony, though. Mm-hmm. 
They were so cute. They were cute, but it's a little weird to be hooking up with one brother and then go hook up with the other. It is General Hospital. It's it's a little odd. We just talked about it last week with Courtney. Exactly. Anyway, it's a little odd. But go ahead. So no, but we're gonna get started with that. But the so the YouTube channel though was like one, two, and then the third one was kind of more condensed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I should have started with the third one. Yeah. But yeah. You don't know what you're going to get with those playlists. They're all good, but sometimes they just stretch it out a little bit too much. That And it's much better than, I mean, neither of us did it. Right. So we have to give them oh, all the absolutely. credit for that. Not talking down the work that they did. I just mean, I wish there was a way to label it better. Yes. <laughs> a little sign. Pier 54, this is what you need to watch. Oh, okay. Thank you. I think that they did it based on we are sharing Frisco and Felicia from the beginning. Yes. And here's... Obviously, when Felicia is first introduced, the Aztec princess was a massive mm-hmm. part of that. It's also but, a relationship. Yeah. Right. Which. It's a fun story to get lost in. It is. We were we, just trying to highlight. We're not doing Frisco and Felicia. We're doing the Aztec princess. So right. that was the hard. Exactly. Part was weeding that out. Mm-hmm. So get us started. Woohoo. Miss Amanda, I'm going to listen. <laughs> What's up saying that like that? Hey, daddy. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, you sound like, Esme, you like when I call you Miss Amanda, don't you? That's a different kind of podcast. You're the one who, you, okay, you have all your girls, though, always call until, like, they have only just now started calling me, and I'm pretty sure your girls still call me Miss Shannon. Yeah. And I'm like, you can just call me. And I, I've told them, I was like, you are allowed to if your mom allows you. I've always loved that, though. I always loved that. Yeah, you're Miss Shannon. That's fine. So, Miss Amanda. Madeline still says that. We're going over to Miss Shannon's house. Yeah. Miss Amanda Reed. All right. Read, Miss Amanda. Read. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Okay. So, it talks about Frisco and the fact that he was in love with his girlfriend, Tanya, that we were just talking about then ended up being with Tony. But in the middle of that, she was in love with someone else. So, he moved on. To be by himself. You have to mention who it is, though, because that actually does matter later. Oh, Grant Andrews is who she was in love with. Her That was her long-lost love. And that was Celia's. And when we talked about that with Jimmy Lee Holt. Yes. So piecing the 80s together slowly. Yes. So then it says... By the time we're done with all these storylines, we'll have watched like the 80s. We'll watch the whole 80s. Okay. So Frisco wouldn't be lonely for long. A new young woman was about to become the lady of his heart, which I love that they used that. Her name was Felicia Cummings and Frisco might never have met her if it hadn't been for a ring that he bought at a charity ball. He thought it was just a piece of costume jewelry, but little did he know that it was part of an Aztec treasure Felicia wanted back. One night in the summer of 84, disguised as a boy, she sneaked into Frisco's bedroom and hid under his bed while trying to retrieve the ring. How about that? His future wife under his bed. (laughs) Awakening with a start, seeing a hand reaching out from under the bed, he grabbed it. The intruder escaped with Frisco in hot pursuit. Racing out into the hall, he tackled him, but quickly found out it was a her when the boy's cap fell off, revealing a mane of long, silky blonde hair. There's another one. We need her hair secrets. Her hair is beautiful. Yes. The intruder. I mean, her whole aging secret. Yeah, I mean, exactly. She looks exactly the same, but has aged. So right. she's. And aged appropriately. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. The intruder was a woman. You're in my apartment and you're going to tell me why. Got it or I'm calling the police, shouted Frisco. Look, I don't have to explain myself to you, retorted Felicia. The ring is mine and I want to get it back. Well, there are easier ways like asking me for it. Give it to me, damn it. It's mine. 
that was before she he realized i think that she was a girl actually. i think so too because yeah. he his tone with her was like nasty it was very like, he's gonna beat her up seizing the moment she grabbed the ring and fled again this time falling and injuring her ankle as she cried out in pain frisco scooped up the injured girl and took her to general hospital seeing some thugs lurking in the hall made it abundantly clear to him that she was in serious danger to protect her from harm frisco sprinted felicia out of the hospital to a vacant apartment hostile and defensive the scare scared girl refused to reveal her secret that irritated him so did her ill manners when she criticized his cooking that was the last straw frisco stormed out but returned much later with carry out food truce he ordered felicia grudgingly nodded her approval frisco continued to hide his helpless female friend from the thugs who pursued her they're missing the fact he took her to the hospital okay so Tony was there uh-huh. and he had Tony check her out. And then the way that they got her out of the hospital was to pretend like she was dead yep. and to roll her out on the gurney. Yep. That was everything. I'm like, cause I'm reading over your shoulder <laughs> right. and I'm like, they're missing they're, they're all missing of this. That, that was a good scene. Cause, uh, Tony is like, who is this? Yep. Why am I helping you? What is going on? Well, and Frisco disguised himself as Tony to when in, yes. the, when the guys came in and called for an orderly and the, when the orderly came back, he had his back to him and was just like mumbling. Yeah. You know, and at some point, so I watched all of this so long because I started watching this before I watched the Mexico Adventure. I did Adventure, the same thing. Mm-hmm. And Frisco asked if she always complains this much and she says she normally doesn't have this much to complain about. And he says, I doubt that. Ooh. But then we learned that Fris- or Felicia is afraid of the dark and that's why she was scared to go down to the morgue. Mm-hmm. And... He re- Oh, so the very first episode of the playlist started with him singing at that charity event that he got the ring at. Yes. And then when he ran to the store, he got her toothbrush and toothpaste, soap, and a compact, but he had to guess the color. <laughs> um, Are they cooking? Them in the, well, she said that his cooking was awful, and yes. he went out to get food. She said that you can't cook bacon in its gr- own grease. It's gross. You need to broil it six inches from the heat. And she likes her eggs sunny side up. And Frisco cracked a yolk, so he made it scrambled. And she's like, you have to heat up the pan first so the eggs won't be moist. And finally, he just gave up. So she basically sat there with her. She can't move. She's, right. She wasn't walking around critiquing every little <laughs> thing. that. And they it Direct. doesn't mention that he didn't bring her back to his apartment. They found like an empty space. Yeah, it said that. And, they went yeah. to a, an empty apartment. Yeah. An empty apartment. Yeah. So like there was limited utilities mm-hmm. and everything. So, I mean, they had to get very creative. Right. With, and th- there was no furniture. There was a couch, but not really any. Yeah. It showed at one point that the landlord was showing the room yes. to someone or showing yes. the apartment to someone. And she like threw peanut butter and jelly or whatever up in the cabinet and then went and hid in the bathroom. Yep. So during their captivity, the pair engaged in some lively arguments, but they also shared a kiss. Still, the war was on, especially when Felicia continued to make outrageous demands on her friendly savior. Who do you think you are? A princess? He asked. The answer was yes. Felicia confided that she was an Aztec princess. Not believing her tale, Frisco laughed prompting Felicia to toss her crutches at him. No doubt about it, Frisco Jones and Felicia Cummings were feisty, fighting, and falling in love. At the same time, Tanya tried to win him back, but suddenly he had no time for her. Dismayed by the rejection, Tanya turned to his brother, Tony. And that was funny because he didn't even have a choice in making time for her because that was when Felicia was pretending to be their aunt and was like, nope, he's not available for you. I'm sorry, Aunt Helen has spoken. 
So one thing that they, so they left out like all the time. Those guys were after them for a long time. Yeah. Like really. And they, so they almost got caught squatting in the boiler room. And that's when she needed attention because she had the blood clot in her leg. And that's when Tony found out that she was, you know, her situation, not just because he was part of the Aunt Helen thing too, Mm -hmm. not just. Right. They were trying to keep her, um, Keep her hidden. Yes. Yeah. It says Frisco frantically tried to keep Felicia out of the public eye, but someone desperately wanted to get their hands on her and that ring, which was part of an Aztec treasure. Coupled with a royal scepter, it was the key to a hidden treasure. Felicia finally confessed the whole truth to Frisco when she explained that her great grandmother had shown the ring to her on her deathbed. When thieves tried to break in, the elderly woman pressed the ring into Felicia's hand and urged her to take it away. On her way to Port Charles, she lost it only to discover Frisco buying it. So when the slunk under Frisco's bed, so when she slunk, that's an odd word. So when she slunk under Frisco's bed, she was just trying to get back what was rightfully hers. Someone else wanted it too. And that someone turned out to be Peter Harrell, Felicia's ex-fiance, although at the time was still her fiance when this was all happening. Yes. So to unlock the mystery of the legendary treasure, he desperately wanted the ring. Meanwhile, Robert Scorpio frantically, okay, so we don't have to go through all of that because that's everything from the Mexican adventure. So we talked about most of this in the Mexican adventure, but it does talk about how Robert got the frantic phone call from his old pal, Luke. He was being framed for murder in Mexico. Robert went down to save him. This is when we meet Sean Donnelly, that woman Cruz. And Frisco was jealous of Sean Donnelly because Felicia was all about, he's so helpful. Well, Felicia wasn't there yet. Right. But then they were talking about like Donnelly was an expert on the Aztec culture and Holly came down after learning about Felicia's story, realized the two tales had a lot in common. That's when Frisco had gone to Holly and was like, hey, does that happen to be near the border of Texas Texas and Mexico? It does. (laughs) Can you help me with this Aztec princess stuff? And Luke explained that he had been sitting with Peter on the veranda of the Texas Hacienda owned by Felicia's grandmother. And they were suddenly a bunch of men on horseback raided the place. They took the valuable scepter. And while chasing it down, Luke was knocked out. When he awoke, he had a bloody knife in his hand. The scepter was gone and the culprits had framed Luke for murder. I don't think we actually talked about how he was framed for murder. Mm -mm. That's how Luke was framed for murder in the past episodes about the Mexican adventure. And Luke had then learned about the missing scepter was part of an Aztec treasure map. And what he didn't know was that his quote friend Peter, who secretly had the scepter, had framed him. Robert welcomed the challenge to save Luke's, to save Luke's hide and regain the scepter. Scorpio was ecstatic at the prospect of an adventure but holly felt a bit excluded especially next to donnelly's exotic mistress cruz we talked about that mm-hmm. and how cruz was you know paired up with peter and they were on their own adventure to get scepter and everything and then back in port charles is when frisco and felicia were engaged in a series of madcap adventures of their own as they attempted to hide the ring and elude the pursuers In Texas, Felicia's grandmother, Mariah, anxiously awaited word from her missing loved one, as did her houseguest, Laura Spencer, who feared for Luke's safety. Frisco followed Felicia south of the border, where Peter fooled her into giving up the ring. Eventually, Peter and Sean teamed up, and all parties ventured into the jungle, heading for the site of the treasure. With Peter in eager anticipation, Donnelly fit the scepter into a slot, and the door swung open. Inside the chamber, 
he used the ring to open a vault, revealing a wealth of dazzling treasure. Then he carefully closed the vault and went to double-cross Peter. Just as Sean pulled his gun, Luke and Robert appeared and Peter escaped with Luke giving chase. When Peter fell to his death over a waterfall, a lying Sean Donnelly gave Felicia back her ring. He told everyone that he hadn't found any treasure. What was he up to? Eventually Luke was cleared of murder and chart eventually Luke was cleared of the murder charge and reunited with Laura at the Hacienda, accompanied by Felicia, Frisco, Holly, Robert, and Donnelly. Alone with his wife after weeks on the run, he and Laura shared a night of passion. Then Laura shared a secret. She was pregnant. And we talked about all that. Mm, that's so cute. With the truck and all that. Unknown to his so-called friends, the double dealing Donnelly. That's a tough sentence. <laughs> had big plans to slowly liquidate his hidden treasure through a Port Charles shipping company, which his henchman, Jack Slater, alias name Matt Hines, acquired for him. Scorpio was excited about the prospect of Donnelly moving to Port Charles, but not Holly. Mrs. Scorpio was wary of the close bond between the two former the two former WSB buddies, and rightly so. And then that was the end of 1984. And then in 1985, it began with the arrival of Holly's cousin, Algernon, who showed up in Port Charles in an obvious state of distress. The handsome young man, man had fled Paris after discovering someone had planted the recently stolen cassidine brooch on him. Robert immediately became alarmed when Algernon claimed that he had to come to Port Charles because Holly had sent him an airline ticket. Stunned, Holly denied anything of the sort. Perplexed by the mystery, Scorpio consulted with Sean Donnelly, who suggested that they smuggle the brooch back to the Cassidines, but Sean was being less than honest with his, quote, friend. It seems that Donnelly had masterminded the entire scheme to provide a distraction in Port Charles while he smuggled the Aztec treasure through town. He was such a good not good guy. Yes. And then I guess just like in the background, there was a lot of stuff going on with the Cassidines. I don't really want to get too far right. off, but he was smuggling the stuff through town. Donnelly wanted Sorry. all the jewels from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, Donnelly did his best to ingratiate himself to Felicia. Warning his accomplice, Jack Slater, to stay out of sight, Donnelly sent Felicia a copy of a valuable Aztec painting. Donnelly's attention made Frisco furious. So furious, in fact, that he broke the painting in a rage over Felicia's obsession with her heritage and Donnelly's potentially compromising generosity. The air between Frisco and Felicia was thick with tension as the lovers used various ploys to make each other jealous. Felicia took a job and a room at Kelly's while Frisco tried to impress Felicia by agreeing to star in a new syndicated TV show. Oh, and that, that wasn't teen talk. He met her when... He was host of Teen Talk. Right. Yeah, there used to be a show called Teen, Teen Talk, Talk that Frisco was part of because he his wasn't a mid twenties. Um, hello, look at what we watched when we were teenagers. I don't know, but still, nine oh two one oh. Half of those people were in their thirties. Shh, we don't not half of them, but none of them were in high school. The sudden news of his father's death altered Frisco's plans. Upon hearing about it, Frisco bolted from Tony. I don't care if he's dead, he cried. After wandering all night, Frisco returned and with Felicia's help, he eventually came to grips with the emotional strain of losing a loved one. Despite their closeness, Frisco resented Felicia's friendship with Donnelly and her obsession with her Aztec heritage. The only thing the pair could agree on was their happiness over Tony and Tanya's February wedding in the hospital chapel. The one thing that they didn't mention in the book was that, that we did talk about during the Aztec or the Mexican adventure was that Donnelly offered to pay Felicia's tuition to go study. And that's what they were really arguing about with her relationship with Donnelly was she was now taking the classes at PCU mm. in Aztec history and heritage. And so she was 
meeting with Donnelly as kind of like an outside advisor because he was an expert in all of that. Yes. And there was a, there was one episode where she was supposed to have lunch with Frisco. He was busy on the show. And so she went and met with Donnelly and Frisco then met her and was all out of sorts because. Right. She was hanging out with some other guy. Right. But she was talking about. And she was, hold it. I think she had admiration for Donnelly as an older gentleman. Well, and that's she the thing that this book isn't talking up. about, though, is that it appeared as though he were slightly, possibly romantically interested mm-hmm. in Felicia, which she was just like, she looked at him as a father figure. Right. A hundred percent. There was never anything. And Frisco was kind of like seeing through that. Yes. Where he was like, mm, no, kind of get a creepy vibe from this right. guy. Right. Like, Men don't usually don't, pay for your tuition and send you expensive paintings just like, because they're there friendly. There are strings attached here. I promise you, I can't tell you where they are. Right. But you're not just getting a free ride to school. Yeah. It's not just because you're interested in right. Aztec but heritage. Yeah, Felicia was not, was not on that same thought process that Donnelly was. No. Um, courtesy of Frisco and Felicia, the newlyweds honeymooned at Maria's Texas Hacienda. Frisco and Felicia planned to visit them en route to Mexico, where Frisco agreed to help Felicia open the crypt containing the treasure. Do you know how that happened? Because she she talked to Donnelly about somehow making this trip to Mexico a school field trip. Oh, you know, that sounds wonderful. Give me some more money. It's a school field trip. Yep. I like it. Ever wary, Donnelly got to the treasure first and removed it just before Felicia and Frisco reached the crypt. Sorry, one other thing. The reason, because she realized through her studying that they had actually looked in the wrong, I guess when the Aztecs were storing their treasure, they built like a dummy room that then when the robbers would go into, they would open it and see nothing, which they did do. There was actually another door and she's like, we didn't look for the other door. Mm. And that's the information that she shared with Sean. And how that's we how wound he up. Knew he needed why to are move they not it. writing? I mean, I feel like that's kind of important. That is important. information of why are they going back down when they just found out that there was no treasure, and she's all heartbroken about it. Okay, all right. Um, Peter Harrell, alive and well, vowed revenge on his old friend Sean for arranging the heist. Ooh, and at some point, Sean told Jack, which was one of his little henchmen, and mm-hmm. I could be early on this, but I don't think I am that he basically kept Felicia close so that he could sabotage her later. And it was after she had said something to him saying that she thought she had solved the glyph. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this is the same time. He told his, like, associate that he was basically using Felicia. And she had come to him saying that she thought she solved a glyph and would like for him to help get permission for PCU to take a field trip to Mexico. Of course. Of course. So this is some extra... Felicia Frisco, but it all ties together. So back in Port Charles, Tony and Tanya received wonderful news. They were going to have a baby. Mm. Frisco and Felicia, their devotion renewed, made love for the first time. As they contemplated moving in together, the lovers agreed that the worst was behind them. Little did they know that Peter Harrell was about to return to Port Charles and turn their lives upside down. Soon after arriving in town, Peter trailed Felicia to Donnelly's warehouse, where he escaped an altercation with Slater with a knife wound. Bleeding and hurt, Peter placed a call to Felicia and urged her to meet him at a deserted railroad car. At first reluctant, Felicia agreed to go after Peter enticed her with news that the Aztec treasure existed and could be hers. Do you think that would be the railroad car that Lucky and Liz later? Oh, that would be so cool. 
Okay, so if you've been watching since the 80s and also watched in the 90s, was that the same railroad car? That would be so cool. I hope it is. Oh. Felicia entered the dark railroad car, and upon seeing the weak and wounded Peter, she realized he needed immediate medical help and called Tony. While treating Peter, Tony learned an incredible secret when his patient confided that Sean Donnelly has the treasure. But Tony wouldn't reveal the news to anyone because Jack Slater arrived on the scene and shot Tony in the head and heart. <gasps> Peter slipped away and headed for Brazil while the ambulance meant for him picked up Tony and whisked him away to General Hospital. After delicate brain surgery, Tony slipped into a coma. Frisco blamed Felicia for her brother's tragedy. If you hadn't run to Peter with this would have never happened, he told her as he bitterly shunned her attempts to apologize. Donnelly, desperately trying to cover his tracks, ordered Slater to leave town. Before leaving, Slater stole a bag of precious jewels from Donnelly's safe. He tried to fence them with a charming new arrival who showed a keen interest in Donnelly's role in the heist. Her name was... Anna Devane! It was obvious from Anna's first tension-filled run-in with Robert Scorpio in New York that the pair shared a past. While Robert was away in New York, Anna Devane headed for Port Charles, where she integrated herself to Holly by pretending to be a down-on-her-luck friend of Nanny McTavish. I don't <laughs> Nanny McTavish? Nanny, it sounds like a made-up. I mean, it is a made-up name, but it sounds like... Um, um, yeah. No, real person. Okay. She was portrayed by B.B. Osterwald in 1982 and Helena Carroll in 1992. Wow, she her first name was actually Sybil, so N Nanny is what they like. They called, called her. her, yeah. And she lived with her son. Oh my gosh! What Cesar Faison? What when he was very young? She also worked as a nanny in England for Anna Devane and Holly Sutton. And that's right, that's right. Because remember when we talked about Holly, that they talked about the fact that they had the same yes. nanny. I didn't know that the same nanny was Cesar's mom. I did not know that either. First, Sybil worked for Anna, and then she was a nanny for Holly until the age of five when Holly went to boarding school at thirteen. We knew this. Yes. When this is all coming back to me now. Yes, I knew when, they shared a nanny. I just didn't. I didn't know her name, and so I certainly didn't we know did she was do, mom. Well, we did do. We've done. We did all of October two thousand twenty about Anna Devane, and we did do a four one one about Holly Sutton. Also, yes, we've talked about this. I did not know. Okay, this is three paragraphs. We are reading it now. Go ahead. Sybil went back to work for Anna's family. Why didn't we look this up at that time? Probably because we didn't think it was significant. No, we didn't know that she was a nanny. Right. We didn't know like, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Sybil went back to work for Anna's family to take care of Anna's younger sister, Lindsay, when Anna was about 14. Anna knew Sybil's son while Sybil was her nanny during the next three years. He would visit his mother, but spent most of his time with his father in Denmark. After Lindsay died, Faison left to live in Denmark, but was still close to Anna and sometimes would send her money. I know we said that we need to do a 411 about Faison, but now I'm like, we really do? When Anna, we should have my husband watch he, all of Faison he should be and he guest. will tell us the story. Yes. Okay. When Anna and Robert were about to remarry, Faison resurfaces and is revealed to be a member of the mysterious cartel. In efforts to keep Sean Donnelly and Paul Hornsby in line, Faison blah, 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 blah. It's all Faison, Faison, Faison. Faison soon realizes that Anna will never be happy without Robin, and he uses his mother, Ms. McTavish, to infiltrate security that Robert has placed around his daughter. 
However, Faison's efforts are foiled by Robert and Holly Sutton, and he ends up accidentally shooting his mother Aww. while she attempts to protect Robert and Holly. Fleeing the country, country with Robert and Anna in pursuit, Faison is believed to have died in an explosion off the coast of Venezuela. We know that that is... He killed his own mom. He didn't mean to. No wonder he's, he's angry. Scarred. Yes. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea either. No. But here's what's going to happen now is that we are going to get an email from someone who watched during this time. And typically when we make these little ahas, they're like, that was so fun to hear you make the connection. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad that I Googled that because I thought that she was lying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Normally flashy and elegant, Anna now wore drab clothes and her flowing hair cascaded forward, obscuring the left side of her face. While befriending Holly, Anna secretly obtained information about Mrs. Scorpio's past and snooped around Robert's WSB communication room. What was she up to? The two women grew closer as Anna revealed that she had led a lonely life since the end of her relationship with the love of my life. Unbeknownst to Holly, that man was Robert Scorpio. Scorpio returned from New York and was shocked to find Anna in his home. Get out, he insisted, with no uncertain terms. As he ordered her to leave, Anna, distraught, fainted on the spot. Robert and Holly raced to her side and discovered that this beautiful woman's long hair had been obscuring a hideous scar on the side of her beautiful face. Robert carried the fallen Anna to the guest room and demanded to know what she was up to. Revealing a bit more of her past with Robert, Anna told him, the real scar is on my soul. <gasps> wow, that was deep. Without Are letting, surprised? <laughs> without letting Holly in on his private pain, Robert began to relive the memories of his past with Anna and what a past it was. Okay, so I'm assuming this is all about so it, it talks about their past and then says, yep. years later, she was back and back in Sean Donnelly's life, too. Anna became Donnelly's secretary as a cover for a partnership they formed to fence the Aztec treasure. Robert grew suspicious of their motives. Then all three were suspicious when the treasure turned up missing again. Where could it be? <gasps> oh, I know what scene this is. Okay, wait. This actually Go matters. Go ahead. Okay, so in this paragraph, so we skipped a bunch of it because it was also mentioned in all the other 411s we've done. But Donnelly didn't know that Robert and Anna had been married. Oh, okay. He knew that they knew each he other. He didn't know that they had been married. Okay. And Robert brings up that, so Sean had killed another WSB agent mm -hmm. because he thought that they were the double agent mm -hmm. and it was actually Anna. Right. And so they did a WSB tradition of revealing betrayals and of revealing betrayals did i say betrayals or did i say <laughs> betrayals but we knew what you meant betrayals so they did a wsb tradition and revealing betrayals divided 30 pieces of silver who else had 30 pieces of silver a little man named judas and robert made that connection he's like sure the irony won't be lost on you here and they each got 10 pieces of silver okay and I couldn't figure out like if they were tossing each piece of silver in and had to share a betrayal. Okay. But they poured shots and Robert and Anna revealed, revealed their marriage and how a few agents died because Sean had killed them thinking that they were double agents. And Robert told Sean that the treasure has to go back to Mexico and he won't have to pay for pay time for his crimes. He'll just have to pay for it. It was such a good scene. It was really, really good. But so then they go and 
go to ship back the treasure. And, and that's gone. when they open it. And Sean was obviously like, what? Right. Okay. So Robert suspected Sean. Sean suspected Robert. And Anna suspected them both. You know. Putting aside their differences. You just shared all of the ways that you betrayed each other. <laughs> right, right. Your trust might be down a little just bit. Just a little. Putting aside their differences, Robert teamed up with Anna to find the treasure and their close relationship made Holly jealous. She had to notice that Robert and Anna had a mysterious chemistry that they could not deny. Holly's curiosity peaked when Robert evaded her probing questions. Oh, and also I think during this time is when I think it was going on during all the betrayal stuff was... Frisco had gotten a job on the docks kind of under a guise though, that he was not Frisco Jones. And they were talking about, they were, they needed extra men working on the dock because of the medical ship. Okay. Remember we talked about that during Alan? Yes. Okay. So eventually there's a bunch of Bobby stuff and whatever, and we're not going to get into all of that, even though some of it helps with this. At General Hospital, Dr. Tony Jones finally regained consciousness, but remembered little about his past, including the fact that he was married to Tanya. Mm. Recovering from the coma, he uttered a single word, Donley, in Robert's presence. The stress of the past few months proved too much to bear for Tanya. One day, Felicia returned to the brownstone and found her sister-in-law lying in a pool of blood. Tanya had miscarried the baby. Despite the tragedy, Tanya had one reason to be grateful when Tony got his memory back. He remembered his love for her, but recalled nothing about the shooting. To make matters worse, Tony's injuries left him paralyzed. Felicia and medical student Kevin O'Connor found a device that could stimulate Tony's muscles. Frisco still enraged from Felicia, still estranged, oh my gosh. Frisco still estranged from Felicia became a trifle jealous of her close friendship with Kevin. The missing treasure again brought Frisco and Felicia back together for another hair-raising adventure. While continuing to deny their love, they teamed up to sneak into Donley's penthouse to search for the treasure, but hid when Scorpio and Anna arrived moments later to crack the safe. Donley caught his old friends in the act, and after they left, Frisco and Felicia removed the valuable jewels from the safe. Scorpio obtained a search warrant for Donley's penthouse, but to Donley's shock, the jewels were no longer in the safe. Scorpio and Anna continued to suspect that Donley was holding out on them while Holly grew angry with Robert for holding out on her. After discovering Robert and Anna were former WSB partners, Holly demanded the truth. Holly thought the only thing Robert was concealing was his guilt over Anna's scar. She was not prepared when he revealed that Anna was his wife. Holly was outraged, storming out of the penthouse and headed to London, determined to stay away from Robert. Decide who you really love, she declared before leaving town. That would be quite the shock. Oh, you're not just WSB agents together. You're actually married. Okay. The whereabouts of the Aztec treasure remained a mystery for months. Everyone wanted it. Jack Slater died in pursuit of it when he tried to kill Tony Jones and was gunned down by Sean Donnelly, who was now secretly in cahoots with Peter Harrell's brother, Prescott. Only one man knew where the treasure was because he had stolen it and hidden the valuables in the Jack basement. Jack Slater died, not Jack's. Yeah. Okay. I said Jack Slater died in the pursuit. I thought you said Jack's. And I'm like, no. this was before Jack's. No, no. What are they writing? Not, not Jack's. I'm sorry. That's okay. Jack Slater died in pursuit of it when he tried to kill Tony Jones and was gunned down by Sean Donnelly, who was now secretly in cahoots with Peter Harrell's brother, Prescott. 
Only one man knew where the treasure was because he had stolen it and hidden the valuables in the basement of the newly refurbished Brownstone, owned by Bobby Brock and her partner, Jake Myers. The culprit was none other than Grant Andrews. Grant had snatched the treasure in a desperate move to win back his ex-wife, Celia. Early in 1985, their marriage went sour when Celia gave into temptation and made love with Jimmy Lee in New York. Her cousin. Ugh, I wasn't going to go there. Soon, they forgot two words there. Her cousin. Yes, stop. <laughs> soon after their divorce, Celia attempted. No. Soon after their divorce, Celia accepted Jimmy Lee's proposal and they made glorious plans to marry in a gay 90s style wedding to be held abroad a train in a specialty outfitted Pullman car. Did you know what's read real, this sentence before? So we did because when we talked about Jimmy Lee, but do you know what's the saddest part about that entire sentence? Uh-huh. The 90s they're referring to is the 1890s and not the 1990s <laughs> that we are referring to because this was 1985. Shh. Oh my goodness. Oh my okay. God. But yes, it, I mean, you're not allowed to keep interjecting. Sorry. Stop. Between the cousin thing and, oh, my God, the 1890s. All right. Sean, now in cahoots with Grant and Prescott, agreed to help Grant transport the treasure on Jimmy Lee and Celia's wedding train. News of the wedding outraged Grant at first. Soon he came to realize that his affair could be the perfect cover for him to get the treasure to its final destination, a medical ship. But the double-crossing Donnelly actually intended to use a second Pullman to transport the treasure north to Canada, where he hoped to sell the gold and jewels to a potential buyer, a cold-blooded man of Chinese descent, Mr. Wu. Okay. Yay. Here we go. (laughs) When Grant discovered that Sean duped him, he became anxious to redeem himself by teaming up with Scorpio, Anna, Frisco, and Felicia to bring Sean to justice. Donnelly's reign of deception came to an end in Canada, where he kidnapped Holly, who had returned to the United States and overheard his plans to transport the treasure. In hot pursuit of his former friend, Robert tracked down the treasure, which was hidden under a tarpaulin in a chalet in the mountains. He then set out after Sean, and the two met up in a tramway precariously suspended by a cable high in the mountains. Yep. Max, this is your... Sky car. Fight. Yes, exactly. Why? They really like those. Yes, they really do. Well, Luke's was a trolley car, not a sky car. Right, but it was still yes, a suspended car. With Anna watching from Trolleys below, aren't suspended. Trolleys are on the ground. Oh, I was thinking his was an air car. Luke's, yeah. No, it's just a regular trolley car. They just kept saying trolley. So oh, I was okay. In San Francisco. I thought they said he fell. I thought it blew up. Or fell. Oh, I thought it fell. Or an accident. Oh, we're gonna maybe it was just an accident. We're gonna. Yeah, in my mind, it fell much like this did. Okay, we'll have to. But that wasn't in Austria. No, no. But I just mean, in my mind, the car fell. Whenever they were talking about it recently, Amanda lives in the Jetsons. (laughs) I do. I do. (laughs) You know, the mind. I love the mind. The mind wants to see what it sees. And in my mind, he fell. All these plans. You know? Anyway, didn't I tell you to quit interjecting? I'm reading. I'm sorry. Okay. Thanks, Miss Amanda. 
<laughs> with this is why I read to small children they don't question as much as you do <laughs> with Anna watching from below Robert and Sean fought a bitter fight for their lives as the tram car's doors flew open Robert lost his balance and fell out of the car apparently to his death Sean exhausted was devastated at the thought that he killed his best friend to complete the transfer of the treasure, Sean headed in the tram to meet Mr. Wu. Instead, he was greeted by Wu's assistant, Mr. Yang, who was actually Robert, very much alive in disguise. Scorpio ripped off his rubber mask. Oh, I love that they were using rubber masks back then, too. See, Faison didn't originate it. Scorpio ripped off his rubber mask, then handcuffed Donley, who was both shocked at the turn of events and relieved to learn that Robert had escaped death by clinging to the bottom of the tram. With the danger past, Frisco and Felicia journeyed to Texas, where they returned the catch of rare jewels and artifacts to Maria. Grant headed to Egypt to oversee a medical supply ship, and the mystery of the Aztec treasure was finally over. But another exciting and baffling adventure centered in Port Charles' Asian quarters was about to begin. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm confused. Where is Sean and Robert friends? I don't know. I don't know. They're so sad that I they killed their friend. Sean's so sad he killed his best friend. At what point in this whole story was he her best friend? He, he his is best, best friend. friend. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely did not know. Like, this is when we met. This is how we met Anna. You know, I remember seeing her and Holly, like, in trying to become friends and stuff. But I didn't realize what all it encompassed. I like the way that one story just pushed into a next one. Yes. Mr. Wu, I can't learn to and there find was out like about you. A little bit trickling in, but not just right. taking over. We went into this wanting to do the Aztec princess because mm -hmm. Peter called Felicia princess. princess. And then halfway through it, we're like, wait a second, we're going to have to talk about the Mexican adventure first because we had no idea that Luke and Laura were so involved no. in all of this. And then to find out, you know, this is where Anna came from and all the stuff that we have talked about with Holly and Robert and Anna, even from that time, was going on at this time, the same time. But that was fun. That was fun. It was totally different than, I feel like we talked about this with the Ice Princess. Mm -hmm. It's not what I guess I thought it was. Right. I love that we're learning this stuff too. Yes. But so I guess next week, okay, our intention is that next week we will be talking about the Asian Quarter. Yes. Who knows who might come back or something and throw that off? Gia and Courtney. They've been We've living together Courtney. somewhere else. Oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> I know we've already done Courtney. We fought through the entire episode. <laughs> but, yeah. So, did you have any No, I just loved it. I love Frisco and Felicia. I thought it was so good. This that makes sense why it, like, held my attention, even as a smaller child. Yeah. Because it was very adventurous. But we did a 411 about Donnelly. I don't remember... We said he was a slime ball man. We did, but like I don't remember reading all like the He is a slime ball. At what point did we start liking him? I like him with Robin because he was such a good godfather. Yeah, but it, at what point did Robert and Anna go, you know what? You've tried to kill us a few times here. But we'll still be Let's friends. Be it's friends. Okay. I mean, you have ups and downs in friendship. It's okay. You don't think we'd survive if I tried to kill you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Okay. Don't try it out. All right. Okay. It's awkward. Uh, <laughs> so join us on Monday as we talk about this week's shows.
Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.